All right, my friends. Now listen carefully. A couple of things here. Number one. I don't know how to say this, but let me see if I can try it. Am I even on? Let me see if I'm even on this thing. I'm not going to do one of those TV shows that you see. Let me see. Am I on here? Hang on a minute. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. I was watching somebody the other day who was in his bedroom. It was a grown man with like a little girl's bed. It was weird. It was like a little little princess phone. It's like, what? what is going on here? In any event, um, before we begin, i got to tell you something which I'm noticing in, in my own personal life. We need to teach people how to do logistics. For example, how to answer emails. Look, I get emails from people all the time that are just beyond stupid. I don't answer them back. I don't have time for that. Arguing, why don't you talk about this? That's my favorite. Why don't you talk about this? Why don't you talk about this? Anyway. Because somebody will see something. I'm going to send you an, uh, 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 an interview. That's okay. No, no, you don't understand. No, no, you, you don't understand. I don't want to see this. No, no, I want you to... No, no, you don't, you don't understand. I don't want to hear this. I don't, want, I don't care what you have to say. You're not the authority in this. I don't know where you come from. Oh, but you have, no, but you're, you're missing the point. No, no, you're missing the point. I'm not... I, I don't care. Anyway, get those. But the number of people who I'm seeing who don't read emails. And you email them back and they'll say, oh, I didn't read my email. Well, why didn't you? Well, I don't know. I say, excuse me, you, didn't, you emailed me. I, I answered you back. You don't read your email? Why did you send it to me? Well, I, you know, I don't. No, excuse me. We're not going to go to, st- why are you doing this? Why are, you, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? I don't understand. People who don't read what they write. People who can't handle plans. Okay, we're going to have a meeting. Yeah, okay, I'll see. Okay, what time are you going to get there? Stop it. Stop it. We're going to get there. I I mean, they're really... I don't know if... I don't want to keep saying people are stupid because that... I don't think that explores the, the complexity. But are you noticing this? Are you noticing more and more of this? Oh, another thing too, may I just say something? Regarding the Jussie Smollett story, the two brothers, or the brothers rather, who were allegedly the accomplices, they're not born in Nigeria. They're from Chicago. Anybody, I don't know why people are saying, well, they're Nigerian. No, they're not. They're from Chicago. They're American. They're, they have Nigerian background. Nobody's even checking the background. They're doing stories on the Nigerian brothers. And did any of you watch any of this horrible Murdoch, whatever, trial? The commentary. It's hot. One in particular, I don't have the heart. I don't have the heart. To even references. Whenever I hear the voice, it's this would be the chance, and this is where the the lawyer community, you know, the lawyers, could maybe do their best to say, let's have a, we used to have a thing in uh, years ago called People's Law School, which was wonderful. We would get together, people would show up, 
we would have lawyers who would come and they would discuss different things, different areas of law. Some were good, some were not, some were boring. But to explain what is going on. Did you watch this Murdoch trial? And they get upset. These supposed lawyers get upset. Why is he taking the stand? Because they're not making him a deal. Why is he going to plead guilty? What are you offering him? What's the point? He's got nothing to lose. Why aren't you explaining this? It's like this, they get offended. Well, I don't know why he's he's a killer. Well, okay, yes, but he's in touch. You're a lawyer. Why don't you understand the fact that this man has at least, theoretically has at least the opportunity to maybe put on a defense to see if he can somehow avoid the charges. I don't understand it. Does it bother you that somebody would want to go to trial? Do you take it as personally offensive when somebody goes to trial? Does this does this confound you? Do you shake your head and scratch your head? Do you know why they're doing this? This case, by the way, had absolutely nothing. It wasn't interesting to me at all. None of it. I, I don't know why. It's nothing really that interesting. It was rambling, and I think this is why I'm against lawyer, uh, lawyers, lawyers in the courtroom. This is why I'm against uh, cameras, because I think they were just milking it. What are you doing? Sit down. What's our defense? Nothing. Well, what do we do? What do we do? Pick it apart? Reasonable doubt? Okay. There, there's two things you can do, obviously. You can approach it from the defense point of view of maybe counteracting it. Well, we have an alibi witness. Or we have experts to show that that wasn't cocaine. Or we have experts to show that this was incorrect. Or whatever. That's where you affirmatively chip away. Or somebody who says he didn't do it. He just was not there. You got the wrong guy. Those are rarer than ever. The other way to do it is to just take everything that they do and just break it apart. They did it during the OJ case. Barry Sheck did it with, uh, remember Dennis Fung? Remember the criminalist? And you put the, the blood in your pocket. It was in the pocket. What did you do with it? You put it on the car. You took it out of your pocket. And you left it on the car. You put it on the on the dashboard. You left it on the dashboard. Okay, question. Where did you get the blood? Blood was from over there. Who cares where you left it on the dashboard? But they created so much doubt. Did you did you put it in your left pocket? You changed pockets? Yeah. I only have one vial. What are you talking about? I didn't, you know. Anyway, but after a while, people said like, my God. Remember Van Adder and whatever was in the, they they made him sound like these are the most incompetent Lang. These are the most incompetent people. He put it in his pocket. Is there any evidence that's going to change anything? No. That could have been a way to do it. But don't just get up there with a gun and start doing Don't do this. Why are you... Don't do this. What are you really trying to accomplish? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? What is it? What is the theme? I, I, don't, I don't understand. And they get these people on who just want to hear themselves talk. 
They're just, I know they're on the phone with their, their agent saying, how did I do? Okay, make sure you get more time on. But I'm not saying anything. Just talk. Just talk. Because you want a bunch of people just all talking. It's like the morning zoo format. Morning zoo format came along in, um, I don't know if it was the 80s, where somebody said, let's put a bunch of people on in the morning. Have a lot of process mics, a lot of echoes and laughter and and um you know uh, and, and noise and laughter and and the old expression is if you put a, if you put enough people in the in the in the studio it sound like somebody's you know going to say something funny or or whatever it is but that's exactly what these shows are now can't watch any of this stuff can't watch it there is just absolutely, and and here's the best one. He stood there stoically. Have you ever seen a guilty verdict? What do you think they do? What? You don't see that. You should. Doesn't make any difference. The jury the verdict's already in. But you never see anybody ever react. You ever seen that? No. Real life has nothing to do with what you think is going to happen. Do you ever see on TV somebody is shot on TV? They just, they walk and they go, on TV you say, oh, remember that scene from The Godfather? Godfather 2, when Vito's mother is shot by John, by Don, uh, not Fanucci, Don, whatever his name is. He goes, no. Vito, este diamo de mambole che lei stare e chisto, chisto carabino, del favore. Me, me dispiace. No. So she stabs a guy, and then they they pull a shotgun, and I think they had her they had her on a some kind of a cord or something. And when the shotgun was fired, she flies back. Doesn't work like that. Who did this? There's two things they never do on t on movies that drive me crazy. One. The worst beards, the worst hair. Whenever there's long hair or a beard, it's horrible. With all this CGI and all this chat GPT and all this stuff, they can't get a beard. And the second thing is nobody ever smokes. They just pick a cigarette and they just blow it out. 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 Nothing through their nose. I like to see somebody smoke. If you're not going to smoke through your nose, don't bother. Little things I ask. Kind of wacky. Okay? You got it? That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. What happens is real. What you think is going to happen isn't real. Don't you love this? The secret is not to know what you're doing, but to do what you know is the secret. That's where you just switch words around. I like that, by the way. It's not what you find out that's the most important. It's what's important that you find out is the most whatever. Now, aside from all of this, as you know, real life is boring. Real life is boring. There's nothing. It's not what you think it is. It's not what you... It's just, it's never what you think it is. And it shouldn't be what you think it is. Sometimes things are just, sometimes things are absolutely beyond... um, either boring or banal, but when it comes to legal, dear God, 
Do you ever hear close, um, oral arguments? Supreme Court? Waste of time. Whatever you hear, don't worry about it. They made up their decision. Or they might. They're doing this for, I don't know why they're doing it. They're just for fun or something. I guess. Thomas had a great little, uh, not repartee, but a rebarb, never barbed, but a, but a, uh, a give and take, a repost, if you will, back and forth, with, with somebody regarding the student loan debt. Fascinating. Fascinating. Very interesting. And it was really good. It didn't matter because the deal's already made. Whatever they're going to decide, no, nobody says, you know, I've read the briefs. We've researched this. I've got clerks. We know exactly what's going on. But I want to hear these people talk. And I want to hear somebody say something in a in an oral argument that's going to change my mind. No, it's not going to happen. But it's fun. You get to hear people talk. Scalia's was terrific. Sometimes the issues are very, very they're not what you think they are. Very, very, very dull. Very, very ministerial. If you really want to see something, go to traffic court. Go to, if you really want to see something, small claims. One of the worst claims, I, one of the worst cases I ever had, I did this as a favor. And I had a guy, I represented somebody's neighbor, a friend of mine's neighbor. And he went to have these, these uh, cushions done. And there was a guy in town who's very, very well known. And this old man was the name of the, the, the named whatever of this place. And this guy that I represented was a nut. I, he didn't, he, he, he refused to pay the upholsterer. The upholsterer sued him. We went to court. And he shows up with the pillow. With the pillow. Right? With the... So we get up there, and I, we didn't do a lot of discovery in this. He says, Your Honor, look. The, the the pattern didn't match. The pattern when you brought this side and this side together, it didn't it didn't match. It didn't the the floral pattern wasn't symmetrical or whatever it was. Here comes the upholster. He says, "You know why, Judge? Because this is the back. Nobody sees this. This is the front. The front is perfect. The back never matches. We don't care about the back of a." bolster or a whatever pillow. And I looked at my, and the judge looks at me and I said, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? What? I look like a fool. I'm thinking, what am I doing? So I said, that's it. That's it. No, 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 no. I have, no, no, sorry. I, I sided with this poor upholsterer. I said, this is ridiculous. Here's a good one I did that one time. This was a good one. Fellow's driving. This, this, this kind of was a big shot, so to speak, in town. And Anyway, he's driving. and Well, somebody else was driving. Got pulled over and used his name. And the person who pulled him over looked, I mean, just gave his name. What's your name? Dwight Eisenhower. Okay. You have a license, Mr. Eisenhower? No, it's General Eisenhower. No, I don't know. Okay. So Dwight Eisenhower gets the ticket. It's the way I couldn't believe it. 
I thought, this is going to be easy to do. This is going to be easy. So we're sitting in the courtroom. And I, with the deputy, I said, listen, I don't want to, I kind of knew, I said, I don't want to pull any fast ones on you, but we have an identity issue. This almost sounds like a Breaking Bad or Just Call Saul. This actually happened. I said, look around. Do you, do you see the person? This this is why we're waiting. No, this is not up there. Do you, do you see the, you see the person? He said, yeah, I think that guy, he says, no, this is Mr. Eisenhower. What? Yeah, him. So we got rid of that. Now, of course, the person in the back is going, what? <laughs> Here's his deputy pointing. And I'm going like this. And I go, what? Anyway, I had to go over and say, no, no, we're not. I didn't do anything. No, no, sir, we're not. We're not. We didn't say you did. Why are you pointing at me? Well, I, he thinks you, but I didn't. No, I know that. But don't, don't worry about that. No, but you, no, no, wait. Best one ever. Guy came out. Now you got to follow this. You got to follow this now. This is going to be tough for you to follow, but follow this. It's not going to be tough, but you. He was about to be released. He had done his time. All he had to do was come out, go before the judge, and the judge was going to say, "Okay, you've done your time," because you just you 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 just can't release them. You just can't call the jail and say, "Yeah, number forty-two, let him go." You got to bring him over to the courtroom, bring him out. It's stupid. So this guy had been there. He's kind of nuts, but anyway. Had a rather famous last name. I'm not going to mention it, even though it was a long time ago. He's sitting there. He comes out. Little guy. The clothes, they, they don't have, um, you know, strings and belts and the shoes are all like, you know, uh, uh, loafer, not loafer, but these thong type with socks. And, he, and he's holding his pants up because his pants were too big, too big for this guy. Little guy comes out, sits there, and he's against the wall with all these um, defendants. As he's waiting in another case for reasons I will never understand or or. Nobody to this day knows. It was a preliminary hearing, which is a waste of time, which. And it was a bad check case, and identity was the issue. So the judge says, Do you see the person in court today who stole your checks or whatever? Now, this woman is standing there next to a guy with the old. It wasn't an orange jumpsuit, but he had handcuffs, obviously a prisoner, looked just like those people. He's standing next to her. Judge says, you see the person who took your checks or whatever it was? The woman looks at him like he's not even there. Looks to the side and points out our friend at the end who was ready to be released. It was clearly a mistake. Clearly. And all he had to do was say, okay. He stands up in the courtroom and says, oh, no, you don't. Don't give me this S. You effing S and the GD and the S and, the, and some other letters. I mean, and the judge says, Sir, I understand. Sit down. The judge can't say, I know it's not you. It's this guy. But he's got to at least, you know, wait. 
No, no, you don't. I listen to this BS before you and your GDS and you effing S and S and... Sir, and even, even the... It was this little guy, happened to be this little kind of Italian-looking guy, with these young, I think they were black and white, but these young African-Americans sitting next to him, trying to be nice, he goes, no, man, he goes, get your hand off me, you're not mama, your man, and said a few choice things, so they said, well, you know what, you're on your own. So the prisoners don't like him, the judge doesn't like him, nobody likes him. And I'm just sitting here, it's not my case, I'm just watching this. So the judge says, if you don't shut up, and you say one more word, I'm going to hold you in contempt. Why don't you hold this in contempt? All right, six months. Boom! Now he's going to be released. And I think it's, for each count, direct criminal contempt, direct. I don't know, another six months, and another six months. Now, the judge has to send a message out to everybody including those prisoners who are going to go back, don't you even think of doing this again. If you think you're going to get out of this, your jam by acting like this, uh-uh, no, I'm going to make an example out of you. And I don't know how many years, <laughs> another count, and another one. And it was wrong because you, got, you, you, you can't do it indefinitely, but nobody cared. So finally they dragged them off. And yo, GD, another six months. And everybody, and the judge even says, now, anybody else want to uh, pipe up? Anybody? Anybody? And that was the purpose, to let people know, don't you think? Okay. At the end of the docket, the judge says, all right, everybody, have a nice week. And we say, oh, judge, what, what about Mr. So-and-so? Oh, yeah, bring him out. And this guy comes out kind of sheepish. Mr. Whatever, come on out here. Well, well, well. You've got quite a set of lungs on you, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, you sure do. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you want to go through this again? No, that's all right. And by the way, we all had... Everybody paid for copies from the court reporter... She made a fortune. We said, we want a copy of this. Give us a copy. And we were doing like, you know, acting. We were doing the, we have these plays we're doing from actual courtroom testimony. And why don't you, GD, sit down six months? You, why you? Anyway, so he says, now I told you to sit down. I know, I know. Now you knew that I knew it was going, I know, but judge, I'm so GD. He goes, ah, ah, ah. Goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So anyway, he let him go and, but it was one of those wonderful moments. I can tell you another one. I'm not. But I got some other good ones. That you can't believe what's happening. You can't. They're so funny. You. Oh, here's one for you. This was in the. From the back of the. It was American Bar Association. There was this moments of uh, courtroom stuff. Funny moments. And one rule is never ask people questions using words they don't know. Don't don't try to impress them. And a woman was asked, it was aggravated battery, stabbing, whatever. And the woman was asked, 
Ma'am, were you stabbed in the fracas? And she says, no. I was stabbed between the belly button and the fracas. One time I had a case where the witness was completely unintelligible. I'm not going to imitate this person. But I could, but I'm not. But I could, but I'm not. And I'm talking to this person. It was it was a non-jury, kind of a juvenile thing. Nothing, no jury or anything. And I'm listening to him. And, and the court reporter was laughing. She's kind of like under her breath. So I looked at the judge. I kind of winked at him. I said, Your Honor, yes. Would you have Madam Court Reporter please read back the last question and answer, not as the as she believed what was said, but what the defendant or the witness actually said. And the judge, feeling rather uh, impish, said, you know what? That's a good idea. Madam Court Reporter, would you please read back the last question and answer? Not what you think was said, but exactly the words <laughs> that were uttered. <laughs> you... Have not. It was insulting. It the victim, the victim, the witness was saying, "Like, I didn't say that." Well, yes, you did. It was the pity. I whore the hey, absolutely classic, wonderful. What? Just one of these, because you know you're going through these things and you're kind of tired and nothing really, you know, nothing new happens. So anytime you can have any moment of levity, anything whatsoever, I think that would be terrific. But then again, the real stuff that you would think would be exciting is not. Let me stop right there for just a second, as you can collect yourself from that hilarity, because I know you are absolutely going crazy. I read something today, just this morning, from something called, there was a word about prepper. And I remember this. I remember the time. Remember when prepper had a kind of a negative connotation to it? This thing called a prepper. Sounded like a nut. This guy's a nut. This guy's a, actually, he's got, he's got like, you know, there was, there was a movie we saw. Remember the movie we saw where this guy, he has his entire house it's just—I don't know—I forget who was the star. It was somebody of note, and they always make anybody who prepares for different things out to be some kind of a lunatic, <laughs> and sometimes they are. But that's not enough to uh, remove. In any event, this is my Patriot Supply. This is the best company there is. I mean, there are people who try it and they say, well, it's okay, you know. This is it. And if you go to preparewithlionel.com, they have a deal right now. You can save $250 on a three-month emergency food kit. They have thought of everything. You know, these, whatever you want to call them. You want to call them MREs or, I don't know, whatever, whatever you want to call these things. If it's good enough for the military, it's good enough for you. But it's better than that. It's... 
They're resealable. 25-year shelf life. With a variety of items, you just go through and look. This is emergency food. Now, the only problem is sometimes when you get it, you're going to say, let's try some of this. And you're going to break it open and you're going to say, well, we've got to buy some more, which is fine. But please try it out. And you can use it for, you know, hunting or camping or whatever you do anyway. But preparewithlionel.com makes the most sense. And how anybody can think that it's daft to prepare for the event of needing emergency food, I, I will never understand. I don't, I don't get that. You keep, you got a generator? <laughs> what are you, nuts? What, the power's going to go out? Yeah. Oh, what's that, a snow shovel? What's that, for the snow? Yeah. And what's that food for? In case you need emergency food? Precisely. I don't understand it. It's, it's funny how we, because we love any kind of, Anytime you could show mocking derision of anybody, it's important. So preparewithlionel.com, that makes the most sense. And by the way, I want to say, speaking of which, our friends at MyPillow.com, MyPillow promo code Lionel, have done it again. They have taken now temperature-controlled pillows. This is incredible. Use MyPillow.com promo code Lionel or call 800-645-4965. And you can see the state of the art, the science of pillow temperature. You'll think, how complicated is this? Real complicated. Anything worthwhile is real complicated. You think making a knife is complicated? Yeah. Did you ever see a Japanese sword? Yeah. See what I mean? There's different levels. This is at a different level. This is the this this is the samurai sword of pillows. Okay? MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel. See for yourself. Not only met the overstocks and they've got but MyPillow 2.0, look at what they've got. Look. Look at what they've done and look at what they have. Absolutely, positively done to just I don't want to say revolutionize. But in some respects, revolutionize bedding, sleeping, sleepwear, and sleep equipment, your kit, as it were. MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel. See for yourself. You'll blow your mind. You thought, he's right. Of course I'm right. Now, I cannot watch anything that's even remotely called news on TV. I cannot do it. I cannot do it. Do it. I cannot do it. I I swear to you. The only thing that's even worthwhile watching, that's worth watching, and 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 I don't I can't say I'm really a big fan, is sports. Let me tell you why I say this. Three rules. Number one. If you want to talk about sports, you better know what you're talking about. You want to call it a sports talk show? By the way, sports talk is the only thing that will, that and local talk radio will save AM radio. Because AM radio today is so bad in some respects because you have, especially people who have, you know, syndicated shows and, you know, why do you want to hear this anyway? But sports is different. 
Because you get somebody who's talking about your team, your Giants or Buccaneers or whatever it is, and they know what they're talking about. And they better know what they're talking about because if they don't, they're, they're kicked off. Number two, if you want to call up, you better know what you're talking about. You understand? So the host knows what he's talking about and the caller knows. And they will love to cut you off if you don't know what you're talking about. They, they don't tolerate it. Not that you have a different opinion, but that you don't know what you're talking about. And the third rule, which is critical, is that you can love your team, but not like what they're doing. You can love your team, but then say, but I hate the front office. I hate this decision. I hate what they're doing. It's ridiculous. Why do they do that? Why do they? And you don't lose your status. You're not like un-American or an un-Yankee or an un-Red Sox fan. Because you disagree with the front office. Politics is a different story. You have to love everything. And if you don't love it, well, you're, you know, you're whatever you are. And that's the thing which is important. You can sit there and say, that's the most stupid thing I've ever heard. And you have not lost any affiliation or any allegiance to whatever it is that you think you belong to. I belong to nothing. I belong to nothing. I have a dream one day. When one day we don't have anything called parties. Not a third party. We just don't have parties. We just You just don't know what they are. And you have a debate. Tonight we have Albert uh, Dinglepfeffer, who we don't, are you, would you, you don't have a party? Okay. Who will discuss what it is. I think we should do something with crime. I think we should do something with the economy. I think we should do something with energy. I think we should do this and the sky and the water. And, and, the, and you got fantastic. Who is that? Albert Dinglefeather. Was he a Democrat? I don't know. Well, I'm voting for him. I like that. But what is he? I don't know what he is. It's fantastic. Ask him a question. Well, what do you think about uh, maximum tax rates? That's brilliant. I'm going to vote for him. You don't hear that. You hear somebody who's a Republican or who's a Democrat. And they have to vary within this. They're not varying anything. They vary between the parties. But even within this, I don't know. If I told you common sense, certain things I apply, common sense, you know what I think is the most important role about government? Because people say government. Remember Ronald Reagan say, you know, government. No, government's okay. Picking up trash. Making sure lights. Hey, that light hasn't been working. Did you ever see like a light? Did you ever see a light that goes out, a traffic light? You never see it. I don't know about you. Never. Never. Never have a Never. Potholes. Dear God. Potholes here? I wouldn't be surprised if the front end alignment lobby kind of was getting into this. And the reason why we don't do it is because somebody said, because you're not filling in the stuff, the hole, with the right equipment. You're not doing it the right way. You look at other countries, they don't have potholes. This road lasts forever. You're not putting in the right equipment. You're not doing the right stuff. Little stupid things like that. I'd love to be a part of that. 
little thing. We used to have the best sanitation guy in New York. I don't know if he retired or they got rid of him. He was the best. This guy lived and breathed garbage. And if you really want to see him, you should see after New Year's Eve at Times Square, within five minutes, ten minutes, it's gone. It's the most incredible thing you've ever seen in your life. Sanitation people are the most important people in government. In New York, we have New York's finest. And New York's finest is, of course, the police. And then New York's bravest are the police are the fire department. Then we have then we get are there others? Oh yes. New York's strongest is sanitation. New York's boldest is corrections. And my favorite, New York's proudest, Taxi and Limousine Commission, TLC. Nobody knows that. But the sanitation. I love that. When I hear beep, beep, I love that noise. Pick up that garbage. That will be the end of civilization as we know it. Do you understand this? That will be the end of civilization. If you want something to go wrong, if you want something to go wrong, to a civilization, make sure you do something. Just, just let contagion Just, just let, just let, uh, how do we say this? Just, just let disease and typhus, typhus, and just, 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 just watch what happens. It's the most important thing in the world. Vermin, disease, bacteria, sanitation, plumbing, solid waste removal. Dear God, the most important thing Bar none. Get rid of everything but that. You ever go somewhere and we, if you ever had this, I don't know if you've ever seen this, where all of a sudden you, you flush the toilet and there's nothing happening. There's no water, there's no fill up, there's no nothing. Oh, the likes? Yeah, there's no light. Why is it Mrs. L's uh, complaining? There's no likes. What's going on here? Every person on, we should have 250 whatever likes. I mean, let's face it, I do this every day for you. It doesn't cost you a penny. This isn't the good stuff, by the way. I'm sorry to tell you that. I think you know this. I did one this morning that was real good. I did a I did a uh, review of something. Oh, my friends don't like this. On uh, CPAC. I did my review of CPAC. And uh, <laughs> this is my private channel. This is the one you got to go. See, because I'm at this stage where I figure I just call it the way I see it. That's enough. That's enough. That's it. Here's another great one. Is paying tax on fiat money common sense? This is funny. One of the most important issues that we can possibly ever discuss with anyone is the notion of money. What does money mean? Is it the gold standard? It's all fiat one way or another. Something is who controls it, what is it worth, what's inflation. Nobody understands it. None. It's just not even... The most important thing, metallism, gold, silver, palladium, crypto. Remember the tulip uh, run in the 1600s, whatever? Remember that one? 
All of a sudden, tulip. NFTs. How's Sam Bankman free? That's the most important issue. But that's not talked about because that is a very scary situation. All right, my friends, that's enough. I've had enough. Let me remind you of something. Do me a great and a noble favor. First, I want you to follow Mrs. L on Twitter. She has some terrific stuff, which is just, you got to see what she's doing. Her multimedia empire is growing by the day. Uh, And also, I want you to follow her YouTube channel. Because believe me, you're not talking about half of the stuff that is going on. And we talk about it in great uh, depth. We talk about things that aren't, we don't discuss here. For reasons that you'll find out later on. In any event, I want to thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for lending your, your expertise and your time to this. Uh, oh, oh, you know, I did not, I did not mention two things. I did not mention our two friends at ZStack. I did not mention them. I should. They're fine, fine people. Our sponsors. Where is this? Oh, here we go. You get, you have to. This is fifth. Hang on, fifteen percent off a of ZStack right there. This makes the most sense. Why? Well, it's very simple. As you can imagine, with our lousy diet and with the the various contagions that affect us. This is a wonderful elixir that has a beautiful combination, a wonderful, a wonderful admixture of vitamin C, zinc, um, vitamin D, which is wonderful, and quercetin flavonoids. I was watching something the other night about why are rose bushes, why are rose thorns so problematic when you're stuck with a rose thorn? Why, why are the infection rates so great. And the theory that was posited was that roses have been hybridized and and um, genetically modified over all of the years in order to get certain hues and colors and pastels that they've lost, that their uh, genetic fragility is so great that they've lost all abilities to basically fight against bugs and sun and that's why greens and vegetables have done nothing, and fruits have done nothing but prepare for insects, for sun, for fungi, aphids. So they have to, just by virtue of years and years and generations of change and adaptation. And those flavonoids, those changes, those wonderful little antioxidant gems are what benefit us dramatically. And that's what we're missing. And that's what you're not getting because you're not eating any of this. Because you eat processed food and it's refined and it's... So that's why ZStack makes the most sense. And there it is. And if you use my my promo code, you get 15% off. And finally, you notice we're not talking about anything flying over us anywhere. You know, isn't it funny how we just don't we just don't talk about stuff. Remember when balloons were like the, the balloons? We don't talk about it. No more balloons. Gone, gone. Really? Yep. Wow. No more talk. No more talk. Okay. 
Well, at that particular time, people were talking about different things. And one of the ideas, the ideas that you had, you knew about, was EMP, electromagnetic pulses, and how they can come from coronal flares and suns and Carrington effect events. And an EMP shield is one of those. This is, if ever there's a website using this code, which I just put in, by the way, if you're listening on your phone, make sure you hit the more sound. But there is, the information and the data are fascinating as to what potential, potential threats our grid and your electric devices face unless they are shielded. So EMP shield and Z-Stack, there is the information. Do yourself a favor and read it and act accordingly and act wisely. All right, my friends, please like this video. Please subscribe to our channel if you're not. And make sure you hit that little bell so you're notified of new events that occur. We'll see you tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Until then, remember, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Da-da.